Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know, uh, have you ever heard this story, Jordan? It's an old theater tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a grand dame and a young ingenue. I like where this is going. And uh, Hot dom on ingenue action. <laughs> no, it is not. That is not where it's headed, well, Jordan. Well, it is now in my mind. You go Jordan, ahead and talk no. about whatever you're talking about. I'm going to imagine this hot les out. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> this hot intergenerational les out. I, Jordan, I am trying to tell you an instructive mm-hmm. tale okay. about the power of the mind. Oh, okay. Okay, so here's what would happen in this play. They would have and this... how you can... Motivate yourself to les out. Sorry. No, no, Jordan. The ingenue Mm -hmm. would unbutton the top button of her blouse Mm -hmm. during the scene with the grand dame. And in so doing, she would upstage the grand dame's big monologue. Okay. And this is all pretty sexy. Jordan. Then they open up a car wash <laughs> no, Jordan, to raise Jordan, money no. to save the bikini factory. Jordan, no. Okay. No, Jordan. This right. is about the power of the mind. Okay. So the grand dame says to the ingenue, you need to stop upstaging me. And the ingenue says, pa, pa, you know, pa, dismissively. Sure. You know what I mean? Some kind of, it's just a string of letters with no vowels. And the grand dame says, upstage me one more time during my monologue, and I'll upstage you for the rest of the show without even being on stage. And you know what the ingenue says? What? You know, it's a string of vowels. Mm -hmm. So in their big scene together, the grand dame is delivering her monologue. The ingenue... I guess a string of vowels would be eh. Oh, yeah. oh! Yeah, that would be eh. like if you were you a string of consonants. If you had, did I just say? Yeah. Did I say a string of vowels? I like string. Of, string of vowels sounds better though. Try it. Eh. Oh. Uh, I guess that's eh. just what you do after you're done recording ah. your dialogue for a video game yeah. voiceover session. Yeah. Um, what? So a string of consonants. Thank oh. you, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. And um. Yow. So while the grand dame is doing mm-hmm. her monologue, sure. the uh, ingenue unbuttons her blouse a little bit. All eyes in the theater mm-hmm. turn to the ingenue, um, and the grand dame finishes. And as she makes her exit, she takes the glass of wine that's been in her hand, and she places it on down on the table. But she places it with the base half on the table and half off. Sure. It's behind the ingenue. And so for the rest of the show, as the ingenue plays to the audience, the audience's eyes are on that glass. Mm-hmm. That's and a story about the theater. And then it spills and gets all over her blouse. Uh-oh. And, it's, and then the grand dame comes back on. Sure. They make up and sure. so forth. Great. Anyway, the moral of that story mm. is the question for us today here in the studio is, will my dog Coco drink Matt Belknap's water. <laughs> <laughs> because my dog, my dog Coco is hanging out and she keeps hearing her name and she's uh, uh, staring at me wondering why I'm talking about her. She's here in the, in the recording booth with us and Matt is upset because he's put his water on the ground. Well, there's nowhere else to put it. 
I mean, if I if I had a table to put this glass half on and half off, I would do it. Mm-hmm. But and thrill the audience. That was, that's that was my intent. Matt Belknap, by the way, is our guest. He's uh, of course uh, the producer and co-host of the beloved soap opera themed podcast, <laughs> Never Not Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Alongside our friend Jimmy Pardo, uh, part of the Earwolf Network. Recently, uh, as of six months or so ago, uh, available for free, right into your ears. True. Um, highly highly recommendable. One of my favorite shows. One of our favorite guests on the program. Mm-hmm. Matt, welcome in. I'm, I apologize for the possibility that at any moment my dog could awaken from her idyll. <laughs> And charge your water before you can get your hand down there to protect it. First of all, thank you for welcoming me. And You're second welcome. of all, I think we're going to be okay. She seems to have passed out. <laughs> <laughs> or died. This is basically – we're basically leaving her in a car yeah. at Walmart, right? Like this is the same thing. That's really like this recording booth is for all of us in here, Coco included, yeah. but also Jordan, you and Matt and myself – this is a car with the windows rolled up. <laughs> yeah, sure. I just, I mean, beyond my water, there's a limited amount of oxygen in this yeah. box. Do we really want another living thing sharing mom's, the air with Mom's just run into Target to get a few things. <laughs> She's left us in this box to record a podcast, and when she comes out, yeah. we're all dead and everybody's life is ruined. How are things going for you, Matt Belknap? How, it there, seems like things are going swimmingly over there at Never Not Funny. There, Yeah, things are great. Um, we're having fun. Um yeah, you know, I'm just it's it's Saturday, or as I like to call it, Dadder Day. <laughs> so, sure. Did you participate in any dad activities so far today? Yeah, I took my daughter to her ice skating lesson. Oh, oh. Ice skating lessons. Yeah. Can I broach the subject of a lesson to you guys? Sure. There is a place. You're teaching called... your son to make brooches. Yeah. <laughs> There's a... how can for I the get grand, for, how... the for the grand dove? Yes. <laughs> or maybe the ingenue to button sure. up her goddamn shirt. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But throw a brooch on there <laughs> for once in your life. Let us use our imaginations. That's sexier. Yeah. What a whore. I hate her. Does she? Uh, how old's your daughter? She's about to turn six. Okay. Just is... had just started first grade, right? Just started first grade on Monday. Yeah. What do you? How's, what how's do that you? Going? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Jordan. One at a time, guys. I wanted to ask what she <laughs> wears to do an ice skating lesson. Does she wear a, a, a cool – like an ice skating costume or is it just street clothes? Uh, yeah, no. She wears like, you know, leggings and a fleece okay. uh, jacket. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. She's not at the level of care. I mean, she probably would if we were like, here is a – you know, here's a crazy, uh, sure. you know uh, – Michelle you don't have Kwan to. outfit. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to coax a six-year-old too hard to yeah, put on a Michelle Kwan but, outfit. But she's she's kind of done with it. This is like we're, 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 we are winding this whole ice skating lesson thing down. Mm. It's been a year of uh, – frankly, the best thing about it is that it's not hot because you get to go in the rink and it's oh, nice sure. and cool. Get to avoid the heat for a while. But They maybe have a cruising USA machine you can play? You know what? They don't have they, – they basically – God, that's very close. Have you been to Pickwick? <laughs> no, but I have been to ice skating rinks <laughs> yeah, before. It, but, it's uh, not Cruising USA. It's um, – but it's like another car. Yeah, sit, sit down. Uh, okay, console. maybe a maybe – What's a Sega one? Radmobile? It's you're, you might be thinking San Francisco of, uh, Rush twenty forty four. No, it might be the, the it might be the eighteen wheeler one. Remember that? Oh that yeah, because driving an eighteen. Yeah, for every kid who fantasizes about <laughs> being a long haul trucker. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, 
there, uh, a, is there a green button for Papa Greenie? <laughs> <laughs> you have to bring your own greenies to this game. Gotcha. <laughs> but you do need to take them if you want to succeed. <laughs> this is a real-time game. This isn't a race game right. about long haul no. trucking. This Honestly, is... the first level is you have to back up into a loading dock. And it's <laughs> the hardest thing. It's start with the hardest challenge. Can I tell you, I actually, we're joking right now, but at, as an elementary school-aged kid, I had a shareware game for my IBM PC with a CGA screen called Trucker. <laughs> it was text-based. Oh, no. And basically all you did was tell it what kind of, what kind of uh, cargo you wanted to carry. And mm. that was only like fruit, boxes, and something else. <laughs> and then uh, you decided what route to take across the United States, northern, central, or southern. And then you told it how fast you wanted to go for each hour. And I remember the big catastrophe was if you went too fast, uh, it would go, and then on the screen it would say, Smokey's on your tail, exclamation mark. Sounds like a modern, slightly modern day uptake, uh, update of uh, of Oregon Trail, which was like that was when I was a kid. That was the big text based adventure <laughs> game that we would all want to play in computer class. Oregon Trail did have graphics, though. I guess it did. This, so think, this was a hundred percent text. I think it. Yes. Oregon oh. Trail eventually. It started out as text based, oh. right? I think. I feel like it did, but I, I, what you were describing, I pictured like, like a graphic and then the words underneath. Yeah, and, like the first return to Zork. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the, there's like a, the game that the kid in Big is playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Whatever that was. That probably wasn't a real game. Yeah, yeah. I think it probably was not a real game. So why are you wrapping up these ice skating lessons? She's just done. Like she's too – she's advanced a couple of classes. Like she's graduated to a couple of levels and now she's at a level that she's not – Good enough <laughs> to do it to get, and that, that's uh, she really. Maybe she's is, reached the point where she would need like natural genius to excel. Either that, or she would need to do it more than once a week, or okay. maybe she would just need to be a little bit older to like get some of these things down. But like, she is. Well, she's already by far the best skater in in our family, and that mm-hmm. to me that seems like that's enough. Like yeah. you don't need to right. go, you don't need to. We weren't going, <laughs> we're not going to the Olympics, so you're fine. Like you can already beat us at skating if that's what your goal was. So yeah, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, even if she's not doing as well as you, as long as she's got a boyfriend with a crowbar, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Well, that we've taken care of in other ways. I mean, we didn't need to go to the lessons to get that set up. Right. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I just I don't just hang around where some guys are shooting dice. <laughs> really out back of Pickwick is this. Sure, yeah, there you go. But yeah, I mean, I think she's just kind of over it. Like it's as much as uh, she lo- she only she got interested in it because we went to Lake Placid for vacation last summer, mm-hmm. and uh, and she saw some junior whatevers uh, doing their thing. And um, I know that sounds – you're already – just Jordan's already fantasizing about what that could have meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was thinking about uh, – you know, here's what I was thinking about. Here's the little area that I went to. I was uh, – I noticed on the Sci-Fi Network mm-hmm. that they were – or maybe it was IFC. They were playing back-to-back all the sequels to the movie Lake Placid. Uh, I don't even know that movie. Uh, so it's this it's this kind of like, you know, kind of invent- – it's like one of those early CGI movies like Anaconda that's like a mm-hmm. little bit awkward. But you think it's like, hey, we can make a CGI thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember this now. And Betty White is in it. Oliver Platt is weirdly in it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, and it's 
you know, maybe a little bit cooler and wittier than it needs to be. Right. But I guess there were just all these directed DVD sequels of it huh. that they were playing back to back on IFC the other day. And uh, when you said that, I, I wondered, huh, I wonder if those have continuity. <laughs> I wonder if those are in the same universe or if they're just separate yeah. alligator movies. I'm anyway. glad that IFC's got its priorities straight. I sure. Mean, it's, it, it, it would be one thing if they were playing big money corporate studio sure. bullshit. But yeah. they're sticking to their independent roots with these directly. <laughs> these <sequels laughs> <of Lake Placid laughs> they look independent can mean a lot of different things. Sure, uh, and one of them is crappy DVD sequels. <laughs> yeah. Always on, slightly off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These are slightly off in the sense that they're a little rancid. Yeah, <laughs> they're terrible shows. I have I have a bit, a bit of, of a bone to pick with them, by the way, because I was I got sucked into watching Reservoir Dogs on IFC a sure. few weeks ago, and they're like they make a big deal about like completely uncut, uncut uncensored, unedited. Like we don't do anything. We don't do anything except speed up the credit sequence so that it fits into a two-hour block. They literally the, – the iconic, you know, uh, slow-mo walking out of the diner oh, thing funny. in the beginning of Reservoir Dogs. They're just walking at a normal speed. It's like faster <laughs> and the song is faster. Like they couldn't, like they couldn't even re-edit no, that part. Yeah. So it was like you've already ruined – like you've blown it. You've yeah, completely. just go ahead. I say put in a new song. <laughs> yeah. Another amazing Tarantino sound. The man's got the best record collection in the business. This guy's ear is second to none. Yeah. Then you hear. What is that? An old? Is that an old like? Is that an old garage rock song? Dan. Oh, it's just Baby Elephant Walk. I am going to the. I'm going to the Pickwick tomorrow for the Vintage Textile Show. Oh my God! What's the Pickwick? I don't think I know what that it is. It is a weird part of Glendale. It's technically Burbank. Is it Burbank? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> where there's this, there's just this, these series of buildings. One of which is an ice rink. One of which is a bowling alley. One of which is like a garden that people get married in. Yep. One of which is an, a multi-use hall, mm-hmm. right. and they're surrounded by horses. For some reason, well, just horses trotting around like that's normal. The Burbank Equestrian Center is across the street, so there's and all why these wouldn't barns there be horses. one there in Burbank? <laughs> yeah, well, it's if it's it's got to be somewhere, and that might as well be right on the LA River in Burbank, next to the 134. But yeah, the the crazy thing is, every time I go there, it's like this land is worth a, a zillion times more than whatever shit you're doing here with this fucking <laughs> bowling, and but like it keeps going. Like there's I don't know, like they there's a wedding there every weekend. There's all four sorts of people trying vintage to, textile show. yeah that's that's gonna be whew. i saw i saw miranda july there one time that was fun <laughs> cool that's all i got that's all i got on the vintage textile show but i'll tell you what your daughter's skating lessons made me think of something yeah which is that there's this place called uh the glendale starlight skate or something like that yep a roller rink yep um and uh they have adult lessons Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. Tuesday nights they have adult lessons. And I brought it up with my wife. She was mean about it, I'd say. She she didn't Are you do you want to take the lessons or are you suggesting need, she take the lessons? lessons? You both need them or you think this is a couples thing? No, I wanted to do it mm-hmm. for myself. Just by Just your, to, alone? To feel a sense of accomplishment. <laughs> Jesse, just put on a pair of roller skates. That's, that is all you need to do. It's, not, it's I mean, not even as hard as ice skating. But they would teach me how to do roller disco moves. Uh, I think they would. I, would. I can roller skate because I'm not 
bragging, but I had some pretty sweet rollerblades mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can roller skate on. I bet on regular roller skates. I was, I think I've done that at the roller rink, like you rent them. So you want advanced roller skating lessons? Well, yeah. I don't just want to know how to roller skate. I want to know how to do it backwards. Uh-huh. I want to know how to do it on one skate with one skate lifted sure. behind me. The hustle. Maybe... You want to do the hustle while you're roller skating? Yeah. Or dun, the crouch dun, down dun, with dun, the dun, foot dun, up dun, the front. Dun, 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 dun. What's yeah. that called? Oh, shit. Yeah. That thing where you're down on one foot no, and your sure. other foot's up in front of you. Yeah. No shit. I want to yeah. do that bad. <laughs> this is like a I think skill. you can do all that stuff if you just go out and try. I want to be able to. You want a professional, though. You want a professional there. Yeah, telling you you don't want to roll an ankle. Myself, I want I want to like that's the thing. Like I'm an adult man. I'm a member of the middle class. I feel like I've earned the right to pay a professional to teach me skills. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like I don't want to have to teach myself QuickBooks. I want to bring a QuickBook trainer over. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to go boom, 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 boom. I'm going to know QuickBooks. That's that's this, but for roller disco. And here's the reason. The real secret reason. Have you ever had to do something in like a group building exercise or uh, in an interview or something like that where someone asks you what your secret talent is? Oh, yeah, totally. And yeah, I have nothing. I always have I nothing don't have for that. I have any talents. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you could say like I'm a – I mean, you could make an argument that I'm a talented interviewer. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but that's but that you, but that's that doesn't not fly what they're in that situation. For. They're yeah. looking for like yo-yo. I, I don't know how to do yo-yo. <laughs> Yo-yo's best case scenario. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm a pretty like, fast what, reader. What can, you, what can you pull out of your pocket and impress us with right yeah. now? Yeah, I can't do. I, I guess no... I have good at certain video games, but I'm still embarrassed to say that, like in public. Like I'm still embarrassed to yeah, say that, that is, to a group of adults. It's not 100 percent accepted. It's in, totally. Yeah, yeah. Mixed it, company. There are certain places where I could say that and it would be fine. Right. But I think yeah, in those professional contexts, people still look at you weird. I think it depends on the video. Game. I mean, I think sure. your best bet would be I've beaten tabletop Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like that. I've is, gotten um, the kill screen. Have you actually? No, I have not. I would like to, though. Then stop lying, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> stop saying I've beaten <laughs> games that I haven't. Yeah, no, I need something in my life that I can whip out to surprise people with at parties. Uh, sure, yeah. Besides the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I feel like I, I can juggle. Can you juggle? I am. I can poorly juggle three balls, and it took me a long time to learn. I mean, I went to theater school. Like juggling class was a class I right, had to take, right. and there were other people who were in the same amount of time. They're juggling five, six balls or whatever, and knives and <laughs> rings. Right. Meanwhile, I'm still got the scarves. <laughs> <laughs> can you um can you hold one foot and then jump through the the Ab- hole that you make with the other? Absolutely not. Like an early 90s rap video? Absolutely not. Cuz you you seem no, like you have the I body can't do to do that. Double dutch? I can't do double dutch. Mm. I can't. I mean, I remember the closest thing I have is that I remember a significant and We've heard it on this program, a significant portion of one of the songs I learned for Afro-Haitian dance class. Mm-hmm. And I learned some – and I remember a little bit of the choreography. Um, but I guess I – something that I realized that's kind of a talent this week. Uh, I've been watching the Simpsons Marathon. Yeah. I realize I can just name a lot of Troy McClure movies off the top of my head. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Two minus three equals negative fun. The president's <laughs> neck is missing. Christmas ape. Christmas ape goes to summer camp. Come on. Yeah. I can do this all day. Nice. It is weird. I, I turned that Gladys on. Gladys the Groovy Mule. Yeah. 
I turned it on randomly, and I I haven't watched that probably in ten years. Yeah. Uh, old ones or new ones. Mm-hmm. So I turned it on, and I was amazed at how much how much dialogue from a random episode I still knew. Yeah, just, totally. Just turned it on. Out of nowhere, and I was like, yep, I know uh-huh. this. I know what's happening, and I can tell you what they're about to <laughs> yeah. say. That's crazy that I can do that. And like, it's like, an, it's like a part of my brain that's just been sleeping. Hi, Lisa, I'm Genghis Khan. You'll go where I go. Eat who I eat. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I could just recite those chunks too. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, there it's was been... a pe- I mean, there was a period I remember in college, and I don't fault you for this at mm-hmm. all, Jordan, but where you and our friend Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather, would watch – Two hours of The Simpsons oh, sure, every yeah. day. I think there were two stations that showed like syndicated episodes, like 7 to 8 and then like later at 10 to 11. We would just watch The Simpsons. Yeah. And I mean, God bless you for it. It's mm-hmm. not much better than The Simpsons. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Yeah. It's crazy. Like I don't know if I were 22 now, if I would do what I did when I was 22. But when I was 22 – we video VHS recorded. Oh, every I'd like to retcon my entire twenties. <laughs> I don't think yeah. anything I did was correct. Look, looking it back, it was all on bad. It, yeah, I don't think it was right either. But Ugh, like, high school too. Yuck. It seems like there's so many more choices now for yeah. entertainment. But when when I was that age. I just recorded every episode of The Simpsons onto VHS and then watched them all week until the next one was on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and that's all. And, that like, yeah, you could tape like. over it and you would get a little bit of the last episode that yeah. you had taped over. Yeah. Sure. No, no, I didn't. I saved. I had, like, I still have a stack of tapes. Oh, like, cool. Catalog from, like, the first, I don't know, seven or eight seasons sure. or whatever. So, uh, it, and, like, my roommates and I, we all did it. We all did that, like, together. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> what, like, because that's, that's what you did before the internet was a viable source of, of entertainment. You just, like, the internet was like, oh, my mom emailed me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what it was to me. Yeah, my dad sent me some blonde jokes. <laughs> <laughs> my dad literally sent me a thing of blonde jokes the other day. It's really? like, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. My dad started forwarding me things too. And he never did. What's interesting is my dad, I think it's a sign that my dad has started to daughter. Mm. <laughs> because, forwarding is the first sign of dementia. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like he had never been a forwarder. He had occasionally forwarded something. He would occasionally forward like a poem, but like a real poem, not like an inspirational poem, <laughs> like an actual poem or something mm-hmm. like that. Like something. Or like once in a while, maybe a political action message of some kind. Sure. But rarely. Now he's starting to send me things that are too uncle Yeah. Hmm. Oh, God, here's, here's the last one. Here's the last one I got from my dad. And I, I, I should say without bringing things down too much, I don't talk to my dad a ton anymore. He's like a weird vagabond. He kind of like took off when him and my mom got divorced. And I uh, – yeah, and I, I, I don't – he calls once in a while but seems to be kind of like drifting and not all there. Uh, but I will occasionally get an email forward from him. He seems to have bought his domain name. So his email address is his name at his name.com. So sure. he can do that. Uh, but yeah, it'll be blonde jokes. And the other day he sent a YouTube video, which is the first time I've gotten a YouTube video. Uh, and it was, you know, shot on a handheld camera. And it was these two guys in like polo shirts and slacks and they're in an office. And this, you know, they're just clearly being filmed with a iPhone or something like that. And they like draw on this chalkboard. They're like, okay, all right, young men, here's what you got to know about women. And it's this graph. And he's like, so here's hot. This bar's hot and this bar's crazy. And here's the only woman you can marry. It's, you know, it's this whole thing about how the crazy ones are hot and the hot, you know, 
anyway. And it's just, you know, just super gross, just real misogynistic, not funny. And it was just these two, like, fat polo shirt guys cackling over, you know, hot women they fucked who turned out to be crazy. And then I went to their, like, YouTube channel, and the rest of it is, like, automatic weapon tutorials. <laughs> like, them demonstrating automatic weapons. It's them, like, out what? blowing stuff up. And then they have this one video that's just this, uh, you know, finger quotes, lighthearted, fun yeah. look at why women are bitches. Yeah. Anyway. Look, look, we like to laugh, too, guys. It's yeah, not all wait, about It's not all here. about automatic <laughs> weapons, armor-piercing bullets. Yeah. I feel like, why... Why bother complaining about the success of YouTube personalities Mm -hmm. when, like, the most successful thing on the Internet – like, literally the most successful channel on YouTube right now is, like, a Malaysian woman that opens uh, Disney items. (laughs) And you never see her face. Yeah, yeah. Like a Kinder – like a Disney Kinder surprise. Yeah, I heard about her. I actually think I I stumbled on that channel because I was like – because I was reading an article, I'm like here's the this woman is number one, and I was like, what? What is this? It's crazy. It's not. It's nothing. Well, I yeah. think the thing about YouTube is that the only shit that gets super super popular these days has to appeal to really young kids. Like, and I think that's who's watching those Malaysian videos. Yeah. Like, kids just like to see a toy. Uh, and like, oh, something also in that zone uh, that I guess little kids like to watch is videos of like someone with a GoPro on a roller coaster. <laughs> I guess those are super popular uh-huh. too. So yeah, it's 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 weird. I feel like I, I I've complained about this too much on the show, but um, you know, just like having jobs for a while, they were like, "We want you to write fun, smart comedy for YouTube." I'm like, uh, "Okay, that's not what people watch on it, though. This has yeah. to appeal to an eight year old." Anyway, yeah, I mean, it, like YouTube uh, partly succeeded because it isn't television. <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> it exactly. Isn't anything else? It's it's its own thing, yeah. and like it's stuff that specifically is not on TV, and it's not on TV for a reason. All <laughs> right. Uh, a, the reason being, you would be put in an insane asylum if your job <laughs> was to put things on television, and you were like, "This is what we're going to do." Yeah. Uh, even the shows that are about putting internet like YouTube clips on television aren't as crazy as what actually right, like, succeeds. Yeah. Like, they're always one step behind. And I think, yeah, that's the... Uh, uh, we're working working in, uh, in at, a, at a TV show where we put YouTube clips on TV. Some of the ones, it's so hard to convey how crazy they are because you need to see how long they go right, on. Right. Uh, yeah, anyway. The, yeah, there's this guy who reviews... He's this guy, you know, who's autistic or something like that and he's reviewing like frozen dinners like Swanson Hungry Man frozen dinners and he'll like take you through the brownie and the corn niblets and all this stuff Uh, and then I went to his page so I was watching a bunch of these frozen food reviews he's also running for city council in his town (laughs) and he also has these videos like these tirades against like the uh, um, you know the infrastructure and stuff Mm -hmm. anyway so yeah that's that's only crazy if you know all that stuff I mean on the plus side I did recently see a YouTube video, and it was like a kidney pool, you know, like a you know, like a like a smallish backyard pool, and it probably had, and this is a guess off the top of my head, thirty five, forty different dogs in it, <laughs> different colors, different shapes, different sizes. Some were swimming, some were milling around outside, some were barking, some weren't barking, some were playing together, some were playing alone. Um, Sounds pretty good. So, I mean, if I was like John Landgraf of (laughs) FX Networks, you know, I'd take a look at that. I'd say, I'd, you know, how how could it possibly be worse? I'd give it one of those ten and ninety deals. 
like they gave to that <laughs> oh, Kelsey Grammer. Sure, yeah. Martin Lawrence, because it's got established stars. Yeah. Dogs. dogs. And kidney pools. <laughs> America's favorite shape for a pool. Sure. <laughs> Round. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Straight. Mm-mm. Get a load of this. <laughs> Oval with a dip in the middle. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm so, what I'm saying is it's not all bad. You know, no. our our colleague at MaximumFun.org, Lindsay, uh, she's like the most enthusiastic about uh, things that people like on the internet of anyone that I know mm-hmm. in real life. Uh, she's all about makeup hauls. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> haul videos. Haul vids. She's yeah. all about make hauls. And... Uh, I don't know. It's kind of charming. <laughs> I've I don't understand the appeal of it at all. Well, you know what I love about that because that over that kind of overlaps with um, ASMR videos. You know <laughs> oh about that yeah, stuff? sure. Um, hey, you're susceptible to ASMR. I videos, am. Aren't you? I am. Uh, I you am, can only I am ejacul- ASMR positive. <laughs> <laughs> you can only ejaculate when Bob Ross is speaking, right? Is that <laughs> yeah? That, is, that sums up my life. That's my understanding of <laughs> ASMR. It's, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, it's this is a thing where people get a kind of pleasurable, non-orgasmic, non-sexual, non-sexual, tingly feeling in the back of on their scalp. And, and, and that, the, the tone of Jesse's voice tells you that he does not experience this, no. nor does he respect anyone who does. <laughs> I, w- I mean, I wish I did. It sounds great. It, sounds it is great. Given the internet, and they often get it from uh, sort of a, a hushed, gentle, continuous communication yeah, and sometimes like repetitive sounds, tapping fingers. Uh, yeah, like careful, like uh, personal attention, like a guy selling you a suit, <laughs> <laughs> which is like that's the whole thing with Jimmy and, and Graham Elwood, which we've talked about on Never Not Funny, which is they love a guy who like takes his time to like walk you through the whole process of like, <laughs> selling you a suit. When you guys talked about that on Never Not Funny, it explained I had been trying to. Maybe Graham Elwood was on Never Not Funny five years ago talking about his experience at the men's warehouse with Mm. Jimmy buying a suit (laughs) and how much he loved this guy at the men's warehouse. I'm thinking like – People at the men's warehouse are dipshits. Like everyone yeah. at the men's warehouse is an idiot. Yeah, like it's like it's like being helped by a person at the orange jewel. It might as well just be a guy from the <laughs> orange Julius that wandered into the men's warehouse. And I'm like, yeah, a guy from they... the guy from the cell phone kiosk got a uh, bump up. Why do they? Why do they? And he and Jimmy were bonding over how much they love a guy at a men's warehouse. It's and then a... you had an episode five years later. Right. Finally, um, I figured it out. Yeah, and it's this thing, and and. Jimmy was like, oh, yes, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, it, you know, but any salesman, like a certain type of salesman really just like, like, like zeroes in in a way. Like I don't like, I don't like being sold to. I don't like that feeling at all. But like I understand what they were talking about with like a guy who's just like real, like kind of calm and zen about like just like every little detail. But anyway, what I was going to say about that stuff, like haul videos and ASMR videos is it's like. I really feel like it's like a sci-fi movie set in a, in the future because you're basically – like some of these videos are literally – they're all – like a lot of them are role play videos. And it's like you're pretending that someone is cutting your hair. But it's just a <laughs> – yeah, like they're just, they're just cutting – I don't know. I don't know if they have a wig over the camera. Like, I, that's, I'd love to see the the shot of like what is actually happening yeah. in the room. But basically, it seems like they put a wig on their camcorder and start trimming it. And like, it's Wait, so this crazy. Is one of the types of ASMR. Yes, video? yes. Hair, <laughs> hair cutting and shaving. Those are like huge. Those are like a big thing. And like cranial nerve exams. 
eye exams. Like these are the things that people go crazy so, for. So, and I, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not being flip when I ask this. Yeah. I genuinely want to know. Okay. Do people masturbate to these? <laughs> I don't think. I so. I was under the impression that that's what no. these were for. No, no. I like. I mean. I can tell you that I don't because okay. it's, like it's like the opposite. It's like okay. – it's like not, – not the opposite. It's like a come down. It's, it's like not a mother's the... love. It, it's, like a, it's like meditation. You're basically okay. just like um, – huh. you're kind of just like zoning out. Most people I think use them because they have trouble falling asleep. Oh, huh. But like it's, it's not – yeah, it's just very like uh, – it, it's just very relaxing basically. Um, but it's – yeah, like – but the fucking world of that – those videos and there's like millions and millions of videos on YouTube right now about – just with, of this stuff. And when I see them, I'm like, this is really happening. Millions of people are pretending <laughs> to get their hair cut while sitting at their computer. That is like a fucking crazy Philip K. Dick story. Yeah, like sure. what the fuck is that? It's it, yeah, so do you think weird. That, do you think it is a result of our – modern society or is that just something our brain has wanted all along and now youtube has found a way to give it to us i think it's like everything with the internet it's like a thing that existed naturally sure and then like the internet has distilled it and delivered it in a in a like ruthlessly effective way <laughs> sure yeah and uh and now it's to a b testing <laughs> <laughs> right and so now there's just like a bunch of zombies who like live their lives right i mean i don't want to disparage people because I, I you know i experience it i look at these videos every once in a while because it's like kind of relaxing but like it's it's crazy to think that there are people who are like i've seen like just on reddit like people saying like they're like addicted to these yeah, things yeah. and it's like it's just a weird thing I, I will say that when i was watching guy reviews frozen dinners mm-hmm. i did for a while leave it on in the background while i did other stuff yeah there was something about it that was yeah you know whale soundy right but it was yeah. just this guy talking about you know the uh, Salisbury steak and the you know mm-hmm. Swanson's frozen hungry man. But anyway. you didn't get like a tingling on your scalp. I don't know. I wish I could go back and notice it because I think that's the closest thing I can think to where I've ever enjoyed something like that. Maybe yeah. there was a tingle. There could have been. I a think tingle. a lot of people like when I first heard about this. As soon as I heard, I heard it on on This American Life, and I was like, oh my god! Like as soon as they started explaining, I was like, what? There's a name for this. I <laughs> had this my whole life. Yeah. It was like, a, and same thing with Jimmy. He was like, as soon as I started telling him about it he was like whoa what i can't believe it I, yeah so it's like i think people who have it are aware of it they just never thought it was important enough to mention right sure because <laughs> it's such a low level thing it's not like mm-hmm. crazy can i give a shout out to my favorite genre of youtube video and Please. by genre i mean guy mm-hmm. um it's john eats carrots mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah he's he's been a big supporter of ours yeah uh his YouTube channel is him sitting in front of a webcam, uh, listening to one of his favorite podcasts, and eating baby carrots out of a bag of baby carrots. Wow. And it lasts as long as the podcast. Uh, the audio is not direct. It's uh, You hear it recorded on the webcam from his computer speakers. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a little hard to listen along with him. So you're so, basically, so you're, you, ideally, you will have listened to the episode already, and now okay. you're just... I was, I was actually thinking – I was going one step further that, that he had headphones on and you couldn't hear the podcast at all. <laughs> you just assume you just that's what he's listening to. hear him chomping for an hour and 20 minutes. No, you can sort of hear it. And uh, I don't know. I find it inspirational. Yeah. <laughs> I mean maybe it's just because – like I said, he's been such a big supporter of ours. Sure, yeah. You know, it's nice to see Jordan Jesse go up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean – Now I, I'm jealous. Do you, guys, do you guys have a John Eats Carrots? Do you have a guy who has remixed no. your show in an interesting way? 
No. Or eating any kind of produce while listening. Yeah, Guys, we show. don't even have someone who's tattooed our name on their bodies yet. <laughs> like, we're that le- – like, every other podcast is like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you should be there. You should be at that You should be at that level. You should be at that level. I think it's because – I have my theories. Part of it is, like, Jimmy's always been like, look, you're the audience. We're the show. You stay over there. We'll stay over here. Like, he's very sure. old school like that. So I think that discourages – the people who would get a tattoo of a podcast. Like <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, okay, I'm moving on then because I, I want a relationship with my uh, sure. podcast host. I'm going to get it. I'm going to pay $50 for Chris Hardwick's autograph at Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but yeah, I mean, I, what do we have? I'm trying to think. You know, there's fan art. There's... there's what kind of fan is art? It, I might... I, I can... Maybe I'll have a... I'll present a theory okay. too as to maybe why there's no... I mean, all the Max Fun tattoos are like of a logo or something, right? They're of a, like a logo to a show well, or the rocket the ship logo, cream, the, ice the ice cream logo. One, and we've had some rocket ship ones. I guess you guys don't have an iconography. I guess like the 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 thing yeah. the thing you would get to say I'm a never not funny fan would be the Jimmy Pardo face that comes up in <laughs> iTunes when you subscribe. Right. Yeah, so you it would have to be a we've, face. We've switched logos too many times to have one thing. But yeah, and also... I'm sure if it was just, you know, like a, a an arrow or a boomerang or something, right. people would get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We blew it on, on the, the branding front a long time ago and never never recovered. <laughs> Did you hear that there's, as of recently, there's a Max Fun rocket on a race car? No. Yeah. Wow. What kind of race car? Porsche. What? Is it competing? Wow. It's competing. Oh, yeah. In race oh, wait, car I races? I did see that. I did see that. Yes. I, I think you posted it on Facebook or something. That's insane. I'm really sorry that you've never had a race car. Dude, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Every Wednesday, 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 Maximum Fun presents Lady to Lady, a comedy podcast with Tess the Tower Marker, Brawlin' Brandy Posey, and Barbara Mayday Gray. Listen as they throw down with comedy heavyweights like Aisha Tyler, Retta, Kate Flannery, and more. These ladies will make you laugh so hard you will literally explode. So go to MaximumFun.org or iTunes and download Lady to Lady before it's too late. Wait, where's the, where's the music? What happened? My throat hurts. I don't know what to do. No! Should we just get coffee? Okay. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Moore, a spoy detective. The producer, Matt Belknap. Great to have Matt Belknap on the program. Always fun to have Cool him. robot voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Matt had to leave, so his robot is taking his place <laughs> for this segment. Matt, how do you feel about humans? Do you want to learn how to love from them or Kill do you want to oh, Okay, yep, that's I was <laughs> yeah. worried about that. I was I was leading too. with maybe you want us to teach you love, but well, the good news is I've got these spray bottles. So if mm. he comes at us, we can spray him. He'll just rust right up. <laughs> That's not a, I think it'll take a long time. If he's coming at us with his saw hands. No, if we get him with these spray bottles, he'll just rust right up. I'm, I'm sorry. I just assume saw hands. Matt Bot, what's your primary weapon? <laughs> Dildos. <laughs> oh, cool. No. <laughs> so, I mean, at least I don't... go out on top. Yeah. <laughs> or on the bottom, as it were. <laughs> sure. On the end of something. <laughs> uh... Razor blade dildos. 
Ooh, okay. Oh, well, oh, liking it less. Liking it yeah. less. I was excited. Now we're getting into Kevin Allison territory. <laughs> Razor blade eye dildos. <laughs> Real specific stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so, Jordan, what have you been up to, pal? Uh, let's see. Uh, today, for the first time. On record. On record. But also, period. I played Ultimate Frisbee. I got an invite to play Ultimate Frisbee. I've never done it before. As I mentioned, hard. it was hard for two reasons. One, uh, you know, cultural associations with Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> two, Simpsons Marathon is on. And as I was leaving the door, the Stampy episode came on. Oh. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm giving – I'm saying yes to life this year, Matt. Good. I'm saying yes to life. You I'm doing right things that I maybe wouldn't normally do. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what about Ultimate Frisbee. A fucking blast. It was really fun. They I had a call great it Ultimate sp- because it's the mediocre Frisbee. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate yeah. Frisbee is a very fun game. I mean, I I agree with all of the negative things that mm-hmm. are said about Ultimate Frisbee. However, that positive really stands up. Oh, it totally. is pretty fun. And I think I as I was doing it, I'm like, I I think I am I want to be done being a guy who doesn't do something because of the cultural associations. I'm like, this yeah. has been so much fucking fun just cuz I have judge the hell out of people that do this i would be missing out on this Mm -hmm. so i think i if i ever don't do something based on like the hairdo of the people that do it i'm i'm the loser in that situation you know what jordan yeah i'm glad to hear that because i just got us some rascal flats tickets and i was (laughs) let's do it (laughs) let's do it well, you you also kind of look like a guy who would play Ultimate Frisbee already. Yeah, you so know, that, that's absolutely like true. That, you know, like, that's absolutely I, true. I know where you're coming from because it's like – I think I think I'm not, but I think to the rest of the world, they're like, oh, that guy plays Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, you almost have to like overcorrect. Just, like, just so everybody knows, I'm not one of those Ultimate Frisbee playing guys. Yeah, exactly. Yo, I, I think you're like absolutely right. Sees you, they're like, of course he's playing. Yeah, it. look at that guy with his hairdo and his yeah. fun attitude. You're confirming the stereotype. Yeah. yeah. I think you could be an Ultimate Frisbee guy. I know. I, I definitely – I'm, and that's what I mean. I, I relate to his dilemma. But here's the thing: but you do have to just embrace fun. You things. should be. It's fun. What the fuck it is was wrong? A bl- with that? And everyone was really fucking nice. It was such a nice group. They were fun people. They weren't lamos. They were cool. They were welcoming. There was one dude who definitely, and I was, and I kind of like, you know, was super upfront. Like, hey, you know, I've never done this before. You'll have to teach me. I'm not, you know, fit. So, you know, just that. And, I'm, you know, hopefully I'm a cool guy and you, you know, like my company enough to where you're not mad. And everyone was really nice about it. And there was one guy I could tell who was like the ultimate Frisbee guy, super into it. And he, you know, I would throw. And I think the thing I had the most problem with was just throwing a Frisbee straight. Can't really do it. Every time I would throw, I would just go, sorry. Sorry, like in advance of the frisbee leaving get, my hand. The, do you do the like you throw it and it ends up in that high arc? That oh, somehow yes. comes back. Yeah, to like sideways. Reason. Yes, it turns sideways <laughs> in the air and then comes back to your head. Yeah, that is a real amateur move. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was me. That's totally me. But I feel like I kept yelling sorry, but it got more confident, so it started. As, oh, sorry. But yeah. by the end, I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah. It sounded good. So it sounds like you experienced some real growth in this process. Yeah, exactly. I learned to apologize louder. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one guy who I could tell, you know, was like the guy who like organized this and like this is important to him and he knows strategy and I could tell like, oh, this guy like knows what he's doing. And a classic frizz master. A frizz, yeah. <laughs> King frizz. And he, you know, I feel like I got little looks from him when something wouldn't go well. My initial reaction 
come on, you dick. We're just trying to have fun. Was he on your team? He was on my team. I was on, and I was, to be fair, when I fucked something up, I was blowing it for the team. So, but then I guess I thought to myself, like he, and when we scored, he would still kind of come over and high five me like he had high fived the rest of the group. And I'm like, you know what? I, dude, you are, I could tell you care about this. There's something deep within you that wants to win ultimate Frisbee and you're still being pretty nice to me. So, you know what? Thanks. I know. I don't know. It. By the end, I was touched by this guy who clearly wanted to win, mm-hmm. and but could still muster up the, the the that's wherewithal to like high five me yeah. and like not do anything more than an eye roll. That's got to be part of the ultimate frisbee culture because yeah. I mean when you're it's a self policing game. You're like yeah, they probably deal with that every single time they play. Like sure. there's always some guy who's like, hey, I've never done this. This is not a real thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And they have to go, okay, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, I imagine I mean, he was probably once like you. Sure. I think isn't I think a significant portion of ultimate frisbee is the fact that it's for people who don't do sport. Yeah, it is the the non-athletes <laughs> sport of choice. I've never played it cuz I'm allergic to patchouli. But anyway. <laughs> I have to You say don't want to get a rash. <laughs> from from the perspective of someone who always wants to win. Yeah. Uh, and is not great at sports, mm-hmm. but there's some, you know, on this a variety of, of levels of ability at a variety of sports. But like, you know, like every year, uh, my my best friend growing up, he and his dad and his brothers who were older than him would have a tackle football game um, uh, when it when it rained during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, called the Mud Bowl, obviously, for like everyone else's tackle football game, although many of them are flag football games. Uh, and I was like <laughs> 10 years old or whatever. And uh, I was terrible at it, horrified at the prospect of having to participate in this just because this guy was my friend to the point where he was like my brother. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what what is re- – there, there is something for the guy who really cares that is reasonable to ask and something that is unreasonable to ask. Mm-hmm. I think it's unreasonable to ask that someone be good. Sure. Especially if, like you, they're up front and they say, I'm not very good at this, just so you guys know. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do think that it's reasonable to ask that if the other people aren't joking around and being like, oh, bum, 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 uh, you, you like make a face like you like feel bad when you messed up. And you like act yeah. like you're trying. Sure, I think playing everyone playing the game, and I, yeah. I think I did. I think I did a good job with that. I definitely, you know, throwing uh, was not great for me, but I think I played the game, and I think I excelled. Did you do anything right? I, you know, here's what I think I did right. <laughs> There's an element of ultimate frisbee that I didn't know was an element, but I really like, and I think I did a pretty good job at of just smacking it out of the air when it's the other team's ball. Oh, right. So I think I did a lot of good smackdowns. I Probably think could I, have intercepted a few of those. I just assumed <laughs> no, no, no. you were going to say Conolingus. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Um, I'm like, hey, you guys, <laughs> you guys take a break. <laughs> I'm going to eat, eat all your girlfriend's pussies behind this dumpster. <laughs> um, <laughs> gross. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but you're you're right. I probably a a better player probably could have caught it instead of just hitting it on the ground. But I don't think it matters in ultimate frisbee if you yeah if you, you catch can it or pick it up. But yeah, it would have you know. Oh, I see. What you you're can kind of I mean, if you caught it and you could immediately so throw it, get a little right. momentum, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I feel like I had some good slap downs. Mm-hmm. And is that uh, an yeah. ultimate frisbee term? Uh, yeah, that's what I call it. 
Yeah. Did you did you try any forehand uh, throws or overhand throws? I did not. No. <laughs> now that's where when all, the only I have not played ultimate frisbee since I was thirteen, uh, but at my affluent suburban middle school, um, ultimate frisbee in in nineteen ninety two, nineteen ninety three, and nineteen ninety four. Ultimate frisbee like polar fleeces was all. The <laughs> I just way. <laughs> the music that the music cue that should have been was yeah. if you want to call me baby, <laughs> just go ahead now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, you know, like this was like like on your way to Silicon Valley in Northern California in 1993, affluent 13-year-olds were all about mm-hmm. uh, Ultimate Frisbee. To a lesser extent, soccer, but uh, mostly Ultimate Frisbee. Any hacky sack? Uh, there was no hacky sack. You see, that's the thing. It's not like hippie, uh, dippy-ish. It's like... Uh, Silicon Valley, yeah. uh, and not the super nerd, like a, like, like a sporty smart guy. Yeah, like, like a, a smart guy who's Stanford-y. also sporty. It's Stanfordy, not Berkeley-ish. Because at my affluent high school, uh, private high school, at the same time, but in Massachusetts, I feel like ultimate frisbee and hacky sack and soccer and lacrosse and polar fleeces and tevas. All, <laughs> they all went together. It was all. It was. But I. Um, but yeah, I I was not I I did more of the hacky sacky because that hacky sacky, hacky sacky ying <laughs> because uh, because I played soccer and that was more fun to me. So I, I was like, if I'm gonna if I have to, two roads diverged in a wood, and I <laughs> I chose the one more hacky. <laughs> we, we did ultimate frisbee in PE class, mm-hmm. which I'm surprised that you made it through. Even in Orange County, I'm surprised you made it through years and years of PE class without ever playing Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, I mean, it would be my guess that the Orange County PE staff would have thought that was gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just a guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm guessing that's the uh, that's right. The reason it's the for anti-sport. It. Like anyone yeah, whose job sure. is is athletic related, they'd be like. Um, no, we're not uh, – this isn't yeah. a commune, so we're not going to be playing that shit. Yeah. yeah, I guess I had a relatively yeah, sure. high number of PE teachers whose, like, other big interest was mountain climbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Like, that's where I'm coming from too. Like, I like when I was – We in... just had to run laps, I feel like. <laughs> it's like all we did. <laughs> that's fun. That's yeah, fun. it's nice. Builds character. Yeah. So, like, did you have any – did you have any uh, PE teacher or coach in any sport who had a ponytail? I'm trying no, to think. That's a that's a bit of a stretch. A coach with a ponytail? <laughs> I don't that's think I I, I don't think I did, yeah. So wow. yeah. Did you did you ever trade dead tapes with your coach? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the thing that amazed me when I learned how to play Ultimate Frisbee in PE class was the overhand throw. Not because it's overhand. I mean you gotta figure there's a way to throw it forehand, a way to throw it backhand, and a way to throw it overhand, just because you'd think there would be. But the overhand one uh, also go, comes in upside down. It starts out Vertical. perpendicular to the ground. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, yeah. And then comes in upside down. It's like those guys. Why does it do that? It's like the guys who tuck their bowling balls into their armpit before they throw yeah, it. Yeah, what is that? Yes, exactly. I got a buddy who loves to bowl, and he can fucking do that, and it blows my mind. That's crazy. It's one of those things that absolutely, like, the something, it's one of those, uh, physics is in defiance of man's law there. <laughs> mm-hmm. God's law defeats man's <laughs> law. Does sure. it always go upside down? 
Yeah, that's the point of yeah, it. You can't make it go the other way. No, you can't make it go the other way. You can do it so you can do a shitty job so it ends up staying uh, perpendicular to the ground, kind of. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen. And I'm just picturing someone throwing like a ninja star. Is yeah. that that's kind no, of the motion? You make you make like you know. Uh, you know the symbol you're just, for you're making the gesture for cunnilingus again. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. You know the gesture for cunnilingus. If you imagine turning that to the side, maybe we should holding... change it to cunnilingus. <laughs> We've been celebrating analogus for the uh, past yeah. month, Matt. Um, Congratulations. If you imagine holding a frisbee nah. with nope. with that, or or the V for victory sign. Uh-huh. If you imagine holding a frisbee with that and then flipping it over your head, mm-hmm. uh, perpendicular to the ground. Somehow, something about that makes it come to, and fucking science nerds, don't send me an email explaining this. I don't, it's not, mm. I don't, the que- I'm not we asking. Not, we do not care why it's it happens. It's not about why it happens, it's just, just that a, it's amazing that it does. what the fuck we, is happening. Yeah. Also, magnets, how do they work? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, the, you throw it and it, it sort of floats down and it's not that hard to do. I mean, I did it when I was 12 or 13 or whatever. Wow. I don't know if I could go step out on a field and do it right this second, but yeah, it was crazy. Because the forehand is hard. Like I've tried that. The forehand that. is it's kind very, of difficult. That's like a, I'm like a 25% of the time correct if I try to do it that way. But I don't see the advantage. I could see the advantage of the overhand. I don't see the real advantage of the of the forehand necessarily. What kind of drinks did you have at the Ultimate Frisbee game, Jordan? Uh, just water. Sunny D, purple stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, purple stuff. Yeah, big uh, orange container of orange drink. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you guys a secret? Yeah. I really loved... Spin doctor. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> I loved spin doctors. I had the spin doctor. If I weren't CD. dehydrated sitting over here, I, I would <laughs> throttle your neck. Well, you are, you're, Matt, you're like six years older than me. No, no, I, like I, you know what? When they first came out, I kind of liked them too. I didn't ever bought the album or anything, but. Guys, like, we should it, be getting this in here. Should we start? <laughs> uh, we only had a giant orange container of orange drink. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Jesse, how does that make you feel? That scatting. Uh, I love spin doctors. Wait, loved, loved. No, <laughs> ah, too late. You want to marry him? Did they? What? Do you guys know anything about the spin doctors' career? I guess I just know that song. What? Do you know what they were and what they became after? I assumed when I, I remember. I remember when they came out. I was in high school, and I assumed that like every other group that came out in 1992 or whatever year it was, uh, that they were. A, college rock, uh, you know, indie group who, sure. uh, you know, caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but they, the Spin Doctors still exist and have... I believe it. ...have recorded consistently ever since. You seem to know a lot about these Spin Doctors, well, Jesse. because here's why I know, because I was watching TV not long ago, I'm going to put it at nine months ago, and the Spin Doctors were on Conan. Really? What? I was wow. Like, what? Not just playing Two Princes? <laughs> No, they were playing a new song. They weren't <laughs> wow. even playing. They weren't even playing uh, "Little Miss Can't Be Wrong." Oh, that is their Which other that, one. Yeah, that preceded Two Princes. That is their other one. I feel like they had three. I feel like there, there was, was three. one. Yeah, there was there was "Little Miss Can't Be Wrong," and then there was Two Princes. And Wasn't then there an was... album that was just scatting? Something I learned that really blew my mind is that the guy from Spin Doctors put on "Diggable Planets." Hmm. Which I had no idea as a kid. I also loved the shit out of Diggable Planets mm-hmm. and actually still love the shit mm-hmm. out of Diggable Planets. But um, That checks out. Everything you're saying checks out. <laughs> like he made their first demo with uh, Ishmael Butler. Hmm. 
<laughs> I don't remember if we left that in our interview, but that kind of blew my mind. I was like, wait, the dude from Spin Doctors? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's like finding out that Sir Mix-a-Lot was producing like folk music <laughs> in <laughs> Seattle like 10 or 15 years ago. Remember that? <laughs> You're just like doing every. It was like, what? You're a Sir Mix a lot. You shouldn't have to fuck with this. Made <laughs> me angry. You feel the same way. You you feel like the Spin Doctors guy shouldn't have had to. I'm I'm I'm. Is that what you're saying? I'm disappointed Matt? that Diggable Plan just needed his help. <laughs> <laughs> should not have had to turn to him. I feel like that's I'm, humiliating for them. I may have had the Spin Doctors album that came after the Spin mm. Doctors album. I may have had. I definitely had the Arrested Development album. Zingala Maduni that came after <laughs> 12 years, 7 days, 6 months and 4 hours in the life of or whatever it was called. Oh man, you, you should have just went with that because I was about to give you credit for knowing the exact right things. Well, I got Zingala Maduni. That's pretty <laughs> solid. Yeah, but those are real words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but real words in Swahili. <laughs> Look, we all have our Zingala Duinis. <laughs> repeat it. I have uh, 90 Troy McClure movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, my name's Dave. And my name's Graham. Now, what do we have to do to put you in a brand new podcast today? Yeah, what do you want me to drink bleach? I'll do it. Yeah, Dave will drink bleach. If that's what it takes to get you to listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself on MaximumFun.org. Don't make Dave drink bleach. Just listen to the show. He will, but don't make him. Stop podcasting yourself. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Belknap, no longer a robot. <laughs> Yay! Thank he's human. God. He became a real boy. You know, here's the thing. In that last segment, the robot got real realistic. And <laughs> yeah. I got real scared because I thought yeah. he could pull the wool over our eyes. Mm-hmm. But now that you've given me your word that it's you and not the robot. Totally me. Can I take a look at your weapon? <laughs> totally points? Matt. Is that your Disney Matt, Channel show? I don't remember you having razor dildo hands. Oh, I, these are just gloves that I, I wear sometimes uh, okay. because my fingers are very sensitive. Oh, sensitive fingers, sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah no. Can I recommend uh, you put some Burt's Bees on there? Mm. Oh, well, the and inside of the gloves have the, that. Okay. You know, they have uh, actually built-in moisturizers that are constantly squirting out moisturizer onto my fingers. Is it What's... brand name or? Uh, well, I have to fill them. It's just whatever I put in there. You know, sometimes it's Clinique. Heels. Sometimes Clinique. it's Heels. <laughs> it depends. I mean, it, whatever, you know, whatever I have. Whatever you've seen on the latest, hottest makeup haul video. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> whatever gets my temple buzzing. <laughs> when something momentous happens to you, we have you call us for our segment, Momentous Occasions. The telephone number, if something momentous is happening to you right this very moment, is 206 206- 984-4-FUN. That's 206-984-4-FUN. If it's not happening right now, here's a tip. Open up your fucking phone, type in that fucking phone number, and then you'll have it for when shit goes down. And don't send me a tweet four months later that says, oh, such and such happened to me, and I was totally going to call it into momentous occasions, but then I didn't. Fuck you. Call it in. Put it in your phone now. 
Who's this character, by the way? <laughs> Put it in your phone. It's like, Fuck you. Like belligerent Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is the deal with fucking phones? Why the fuck can't you use them? Like Kinnison was reincarnated. Any, yeah. <laughs> he, like, he gets his, he dies, and his soul goes into Seinfeld's body. Can anyone explain <laughs> Venetian blinds? <laughs> 206-984-4FUN is the number to put in your phone. Let's hear the first call. Hi, Jordan Jesse and uh, presumably guest. This is Chris calling from Boston with a moment's occasion, uh-huh. possibly a moment of shame as well. Uh, so I was on the train and just now, and I would pull up to a stop, and I see a, a very good-looking woman on the platform. Uh, so naturally, I take attention to it, and uh, she's wearing a skirt very short skirt and the wind blows and I noticed that she's not wearing any underwear and also she has a penis uh, and I was a, a little ashamed that I thought she was kind of attractive she or he I'm not quite sure but I thought you'd like to know thanks bye this one's really complicated yeah there's a lot to unpack here hey dude don't be ashamed. That's cool. So, yeah. So, sometimes there's a lot of attractive trans people out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's number one. Sure. Let's start there. That's fine. You can be attracted to whoever you want. Sure. As long as, as, long as they can give consent, you can be sure. attracted to them. No children, no animals. Nah. That's my rule. <laughs> but a ni- yeah, sure. A nice adult. Yeah. Ooh, I like adults. I don't know about you guys. Do you? I like fucking a nice adult. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. If there's any adults out there listening. <laughs> Even that sounds gross when you say it. <laughs> hey adults. I don't like I don't like sexy Jordan. I don't like all the, like, the talk. Are you of, sure, Matt? <laughs> that thing earlier. Come on, we're both adults. <laughs> Why don't we go behind the dumpster and I'll teach you about Cunnilingus. <laughs> Yeah, man. Just uh, just enjoy the fact that you saw a good-looking person. You know, you are, what sure. was really going to happen? I mean, that's the thing. You like, also here's the other thing. You also what you're actually feeling shame about. I mean, besides all this cultural baggage that you're carrying, is that you got caught engaging in the male gaze. Oh, Aha. sure, yeah. Your male gaze just got called out by a gust of wind <laughs> and the decision not to wear underwear. <laughs> I think I think this uh, this person is walking around. It's like a he or she walking bear trap basically for the male gaze. Like I'm going to catch you and I'm going to put you in your place with yep. my dick. <laughs> yep. There you go. Yeah. Could be a could be a male gaze bear trap. I think I I mean I've definitely had that had that thing happen a lot to where you are. <laughs> the skirt blowing up. <laughs> my skirt blows up and reveals my penis. When I met the when I met the caper toss. <laughs> um, yeah, but you like you see an attractive person and you notice them. And you're like, oh, I think this person is a trans person, or they're you know they're a drag queen, or they're something something something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a pretty dude. Yeah, just a pretty dude. Yeah, or they're Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happens. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, thinking like, okay, well, you see, of all the people you ogle on the street, how many of those do you have sex with? Basically none. Right. So just because you were ogling someone doesn't mean you have to do it with them. Yeah, just because you, you do it with somebody doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that. Sure. Ogle, do it. It's all good. 
Well, if he's not attracted to penises or he does not sure. doesn't want to be involved in a penis, that's that's also okay. Yeah, I mean, totally fine. fine. You can be like, well, okay, well, there you go. Yeah. That's not for me. And but. also, don't ogle people. I'm using ogling in a joking way. Don't also don't pronounce it ogling because yeah. it's ogling. Is it ogling? <laughs> I, I always say ogling. I say ogle. That's probably both. Ogle. Well, let's don't. call the whole thing off. <laughs> <laughs> Skirt, skirt blows up. Can I can I tell you? I, I what do you a, say? Don't just sit. Don't sit on the sidelines of this. Come on, weigh in. Thing. Sound wanna, off. I want to hear what o- Kenna Seinfeld has to say. About it. <laughs> I say I say ogling, but I, I'm if I was gonna if I was gonna guess, I would guess that it's one of those either way. Both are okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'm absolutely sure you're right. My son. Uh, and I went on an adventure this morning. We went on the, we took the train to uh, Grand Park in downtown Los mm-hmm. Angeles, and nice. he played in the uh, giant water pool splash pad. Splash pad. There you go. Yeah. And um, I was I was holding him, you know, like on my hip as we were ordering lunch at Philippe's Original, the mm-hmm. legendary French dip restaurant, and uh, we were waiting in line. And I I blew on the side of his face, and I said, "Hey, I love you, buddy." And uh, he blew on my face and uh, said, I love you too, Dad. We're blowing each other. (laughs) (laughs) From the mouths of babes. (laughs) Um, Look, don't blow on your children. That's weird. (laughs) It's fun. You you can love your children and express it and do it. But like that – I I would find that annoying, frankly, to have someone blow on me. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking of like when you blow in a cat's face and it like yeah. scrunches back. Does any, does any living thing really like that? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently your son does. Uh, my son also said one other amazing thing this week. And um, look, I promise not to make this program kids say the darndest things, but mm-hmm. he is right in the meat you're, of – you're, Yeah, this is prime kids say territory. Three years old, you're going you're gonna to get a lot in the next year. Yeah, Matt, when do they – Stop saying stuff. Jimmy and I were literally just talking about okay. this on this week's episode of Never Not Funny, uh, the one with Laurie Kilmartin that goes up. I don't know when this comes out, but mm-hmm. that one comes out tomorrow. But uh, it's basically five to six. Like by the time they turn six, hmm. it, they're just people talking and they might say <laughs> <Boring>. something. <laughs> like it, they might say something that's – they'll definitely say funny things. But yeah. it's, not the, it's not funny accidentally anymore. Sure. Uh, so it's different and, and you kind of – you kind of mourn the loss of that that phase, and uh, okay, can't you just fuck up more? Can't yeah. you just slightly misunderstand was, the world was, a little bit more? What I was telling Jimmy and Lori was that there's one thing that Zoe still says that I have preserved in in a metaphorical amber <laughs> by not correcting her ever, and no one, I, Elise, doesn't correct her. My wife, so like, and th- what she says is, we were driving uh, to the Dodgers game. And she said, Dad, who are they versing? Oh, that's <laughs> and I was cute. like, I hope that never stops. <laughs> uh, Simon, Simon and my wife, Teresa, were uh, reading a book last night uh, called Anansi, which is a book about a trickster spider, mm-hmm. an African trickster spider. And at one point in this book, he is picked up and attacked by a character named Falcon. Falcon is a bird. Mm-hmm. And uh, Simon has gotten really into Falcon, despite his one-page appearance in this book. And uh, so he asked Teresa if they could get a coloring book of Falcon. <laughs> and, um, and Teresa was like, I don't know. I guess we could keep an eye out for one of those. 
which is what she says when she needs to deflect a question like that without saying no because we're trying to get him settled into bed. Mm -hmm. And then he he agreed. And this is a direct quote from him as I wrote it down. Mm -hmm. He said, maybe a coloring book truck would be carrying some of those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Just flag it down when you see it. (laughs) Oh, hey, coloring book truck. You got any of these guys? Falcon. Falcon coloring books. (laughs) Yeah. This sounds like the beginning of a great heist. <laughs> yeah. You need a demolitions expert, a, a sexy col- ninja. A coloring book truck. Yeah. And all the crayons you can find. <laughs> uh, let's hear the next call. Hey, uh, Jordan and Jesse and guests. Uh, this is Kent at Denver. I'm at a red light uh, driving home. It's uh, uh, 12, 19 a.m. And uh, I just stopped in front of a 7-Eleven at a red light and... Uh, there is a woman, uh, she seems to be about 300 pounds, uh, she's, uh, completely naked, and she's doing that, uh, the sumo wrestler moves. She's, uh, <laughs> moving back and forth from one foot to the other and slapping herself on the knees. And she's naked in a 7-Eleven parking lot. And she's, uh, she's momentous. I don't know, don't know what that's about. Bye-bye. This is the second call we've had in this month where some fucking shit is going down in a 7-Eleven parking lot. I mean, it makes sense. That's where all the weirdest shit is, basically. Yeah. I mean, my feeling about this call is Mm -hmm. it is somewhat momentous to see an enormous woman naked doing sumo wrestler moves. Mm -hmm. To see it in a 7-Eleven parking lot is the opposite of momentous. That's that's commonplace. That's exactly where you would expect... Call us when it's a Circle K or an AMPM. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, if it's at Bloomingdale's, <laughs> sure. you know what I mean? Saks Fifth. It is amazing how – I mean it's probably just because there are more 7-Elevens. But if you go into an AMPM or a Circle K, basically nothing weird is happening. But in <laughs> any yeah. given 7-Eleven, there's usually someone who – yeah, who looks like they're about to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Does 7-Eleven sell – Tortilla chips with cheese inside now? Yeah, those it's like a Doritos stuffers or something. It's basically <laughs> like stuffers. a <laughs> it's like a thing that they it's I think it has to be cooked on one of their uh patented you know, rotating <laughs> warm <laughs> warm cylinders sticks thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they do triangular things on that, but they do or maybe they just microwave them. I don't know, but yeah, it's like a Doritos branded heated up disgusting thing at 7-Eleven now. 7-Eleven is just – it's just a real fuck you to people. <laughs> yeah. You know, like all I want is a, is a fucking soda. You know, can I just get a soda for a regular price? You know what I mean? Go to the fountain. Fountain's not so bad. Yeah, what? but then I have a 75-ounce soda. Even a small just soda get a li- at 7-Eleven get a is like a 30. Get a little gulp. <laughs> a little gulp. <laughs> yeah. You know what I you know what I would forgive Seven Eleven what what it would take for me to forgive Seven Eleven if they dump Slurpees and put in Icies mm. if they had Icies instead of Slurpees at Seven Eleven I would let all the other shit I would I hear they're talking the, to the slush puppy people I see I'm a slush puppy guy from way back <laughs> so, I, like, I like a slush puppy thank you that that to me is like clearly the superior uh, sugar ice drink mm-hmm. can you describe to me what is what is superior about a slush puppy 
Well, the method of uh, of creation is is different. I don't know if that's why it's better, but I think it, ritualistically it is kind of why I like it better. Is because it's a process. It's not just it's not just a churning <laughs> fucking that. yeah. Just it's like not a, just it doesn't look like something that a Batman villain would fall into and die. <laughs> right. It's a it's a the flavors are little squirt bottles, like uh, almost like a soap dispenser. But and it's with, the dog's hat, right? Uh oh. I don't know. About I think that. it's coming out of the dog's hat. I could be wrong. The the the, the slush or the the syrup. The syrup. See the syrup. At least the one that I've been to recently uh, is there's all different flavors and they each they're just regular squirt. Things. You know, maybe we had a home slush puppy. Oh, maker I think that's what you're talking about. That yes, came I out of the dog's that. hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa! You that's, had a home slush puppy. Maker? I think we might have had a home slush puppy that's machine. Pretty, yeah, that sounds. I don't think I, I never had it, but I, I think I remember. It may have come out of the dog's so, hat. That yeah. might explain why you think small kitchen appliances are unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, like listen, it's just. Uh... <laughs> it's an, an ice chamber. It's just toasters. I just don't have a toaster. You don't I have, have a, a reasonable life. How do you anyway. make toast? I don't. I don't make toast at home. If I make a grilled cheese, I make it in a frying pan. What do you use your toaster for? Making toast. bagels, toast. Well, how often do you? I, I have a toaster. Okay. I have a I'm toaster sorry. oven. I'm so sorry. I, I'm, listen, Matt. I'm sorry. I lashed out. <laughs> I'm bringing some previous baggage into this conversation. It, I was torn asunder a few years ago for not having a toaster. It was alluded to that I'm some sort of loser because I don't have a toaster. Wait, who, who tore – this guy? No. no well, I mean Jesse listeners. participated and he keeps poking my wound. <laughs> but a listener. Well, what, like – Who was having fun? I think uh, like – not to bring it back to kids. No, 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 no. But like, you know – They're fucking miracles and beautiful <laughs> and your life changes forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to hear the adorable things your new Frisbee has been saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like that. You know, we make little chicken nuggets and things in the toaster oven. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of, it feels like a necessary thing when you have. Kids. Okay, sure. I, I, get I don't that. really I make get anything that. for. I guess sure. I make the occasional piece of toast. A toaster oven is useful. I think a toaster yeah. oven is. Yeah, I don't. You I don't make have a lot. Of I don't that. have a pop out. If Jordan, I don't think you're a. I don't think you're some sort of wasteful. You know. Oh, I didn't. Buy, Johnny buy in for didn't having think a you toaster oven. I just sorry, thought guys. you were going through some PTSD. Yeah, yeah, I clearly am. <laughs> I haven't been in your kitchen. Is there room for a slush puppy machine right now? Like, if if a couple people went in on it? Uh, no, I mean, it's I'm I'm pretty uh, counter space. Don't have a lot of counter space. Now, what if yes. what about in your bedroom? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely bedside. Yeah, <laughs> a little on slush puppy machine before you go to bed. <laughs> Next to your like right to the right of your shower head, would that be? <laughs> oh yeah, I could spray it right in my mouth. Um, and how about if uh, one of your fans decides to get a tattoo of you drinking a slush puppy? Is that something that's going to happen? Because you guys just have so many sure. great fans, oh, they're always boy. tattooing oh, everything guys, all over the place. Jordan is our his... insecurities are are rearing their ugly heads. <laughs> Jordan, are you? Would you consider yourself a slush puppy partisan? Uh, it's been a while since I've had a slush puppy. I think I remember them as like treats we got when we went to visit my family in the south. Hmm. I don't think we had yeah, a local it, slush it's puppy. It's weird. Like I don't think – because like I didn't have 7-Eleven around me when I was a kid. Yeah. So like I didn't have Slurpees really mm-hmm. uh, until I was older. But the, the like the local like market 
had a slush puppy at the mm-hmm. register machine. And so like what I was saying about the ritual is like they take the cup, they squirt the flavor you want into it. One spritz for small, two spritz for medium, blah, blah, blah. And then just the pure sugar ice comes out of a mm-hmm. thing separate and then those mix and create the slush puppy. And I just – I don't know. Something about that just seemed a little more special than just like, here's the machine. It never bah! turns off. It never stops churning. <laughs> but the icy is uh, soft and effervescent. That's what's special about the icy. It's not just a, It's not just a block of – broken up little shards of ice it's a smooth flavor experience mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to take you to to my slush puppy guy <laughs> okay uh he'll set you up um because i think that holds true for the slush puppy too I, no, i'm not you, i'm not against ask icy you a question yeah do you just love the slush puppies for esmr reasons <laughs> <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> yes when for, i see someone making it it makes my head for esl reasons for english as a second language reasons i love having someone who mostly speaks spanish make a slush puppy for me. if something momentous happens to you make sure and call us 206-984-4fun if you want to email us it's jjgo at MaximumFun.org. And if you want to sponsor Jordan Jesse Go, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne. America's favorite smug, arrogant asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan Morris, another guy. Matt Belknap, slush puppy. You know what the the problem is with that nickname that I just used? Hmm. Far from America's favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a prominent. And that'd be probably what, like uh, maybe Charles Barkley or something. Mm. Do you really feel uh, like he's you... not arrogant? Well, he's smug. That's true. He's arrogant. He's not smug. Yeah, that's true. Um, he's got two dude down home. Who is the smug, arrogant? Who's the? I mean, do you mean favorite as in like the, the one people love to hate the most, or mm. like he's like the least? I guess there's like Donald Donald Trump, right? You can yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. People love to hate him, and and for good reason. But sure. and he, he is Gene definitely. Simmons. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Gene Simmons is probably Some a good pretty choices. good one. Good choices. I'm glad to be in this company. Yeah. <laughs> Are you considering projects. buying an arena football team? I actually have an arena football yeah. team, but I I traded it away ah. uh, because I needed a really good ball peen hammer. Ah. So I traded it for a real nice ball peen hammer. If I had a but go- there you were going to say you wanted to get into high lie. No, <laughs> if I had a if I had a, had to gone to the store, mm-hmm. I mean twenty four ninety five for this hammer. Oh, okay. So, so it's I nice. didn't want to drop twenty five bucks on a ball peen hammer, so I traded my arena football <laughs> team for it. Were you were you called smug recently? Is it? I've been called smug many times, <laughs> many many times. Um, yeah, you know. It's okay. It's okay. It bothers you, though? Yeah. Because you could, you could stop being so smug. If <laughs> 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 it really upsets you. Just cut it out. Just be different. <laughs> it's though, I think something – I mean along the lines with my toaster diatribe, it's yeah. hard because you – Cannot control how others perceive you. It's true. And then, yeah, I know. And then I when mean, that comes rocketing back at you, you can you can tough. obsess over how people perceive you. Oh, that's sure, sure, yeah, <laughs> that's the, definitely <laughs> that's what the internet's for. Yeah, the internet yeah. has a great uh, is, is a great tool for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bet I bet a lot of people come at you, Matt, for being so nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know what I am. Like, I think I, I don't because we were just off air talking about other people. And um, like, I, I feel like sometimes I come off as being cold and, and uh, whatever. But I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't know if I do. I don't know how I, think, I come well, off. Well, I think you are because your your public persona is in the context of Jimmy Pardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to be a regular Joe while Jimmy Pardo goes around being Jimmy Pardo. <laughs> yeah, he is trapped so, in that cell. So, like, maybe if you if you were still doing AST Radio, mm-hmm. your legendary original podcast, <laughs> yes. maybe you would seem cold and distant or something like that. But, I, uh, number one, you're not especially cold and distant. No, I don't think I am. I think I'm very average on that on every level, <laughs> including cold and distant. <laughs> but that voice. Ah, oh, that voice. Mm, that yeah. voice. Oh, I'm feeling something in the back in my head. Matt, <laughs> Matt, can you describe the most recent Hungry Man dinner you've eaten? Uh, well, it was turkey with gravy. Did the corn get into the brownie? <laughs> Why like aren't you making DSMR videos? Hey, are you going to go through every fucking letter except the right one? Is that what this show is about? D- sorry, D-M-S-R. Hey. Dance, music, sex, romance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've honestly, to be totally real with you, I've seriously considered getting into, like, starting. Producing and this them. is. This is trademark. Don't fucking steal this. Especially yeah. you. You have a podcast network. Right. I've seriously considered making an ASMR podcast, but I don't want to be the it's guy just like doing it. The sound of like a waiter recommending like the specials. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think it'd be interesting. I, I like. I like. For whatever reason, I like doing. Like I like trying to think of things that haven't been done. And then trying to do it in a way that people would actually like it. <laughs> like, I think that's kind of an interesting challenge. I have yet to succeed at doing that. Nah. <laughs> I've never achieved that goal, but I like thinking about it sometimes. Well, you fun. had the jack flapper, the <laughs> device that you invented to try and help people flip over their flapjacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a moderate success. Yeah, I think. Well, it's a sore subject because uh, uh, that fucking <laughs> asshole. You uh, traded it for that ball peen here. <laughs> yeah, that guy fleeced me. But uh, I don't know if you remember season one of Never Not Funny. I talked about my dream of making uh, what's what I call burgerza. Which is uh, <laughs> you've talked about this on every season of Never Not Funny, and I probably have talked about it every time I've been here because yeah. it's a passion of mine. <laughs> uh, I want a burger in the size and shape of a pizza, so that, and then you cut it like a pizza, and then you it's serve a, slices. It's a communal experience, mm-hmm. like pizza is, but with burgers. Or one gigantic burger. Maybe I'm sorry. We're we're trying to wrap up the show. I know this is a whole new topic. Yeah, but. It seems like burger toppings are harder to agree on than pizza toppings. But that's what's great about it. If you can all come together, oh, okay. then it's sure. like – and also you can do half and half. That's There's nothing – there's no okay. problem. You can have okay. relish on one side and yeah. onions on the other. That's fine. But like – so I only brought this up because then you know uh, Burger King ended up market testing this basic idea. They didn't oh. make it as large sure. as – You would have liked? As my vision. What are you talking <laughs> about? 18 inches? <laughs> I'm picturing, like, you know those big mamas and papas, like, where they have two guys carrying it in? Wait, as big as Mama Cass? As big in diameter as Mama Cass's waist. Yes. <laughs> That's my vision. No, I I really, I honestly thought, like, I don't know, 12 or 14 inches. They were making them, like... Like almost personal pan pizza size, which huh. I was like, that's not even a – that's just a fucking cheeseburger. Just like you big, didn't do yeah, anything. Big cheeseburger. You just cut a cheeseburger in sixths. Right. Sixths. <laughs> Sounds like you're Sixths. <laughs> but you're worried that the fast food industry has looked at this failure and said this – the pizza's, the pizza's uh, 
I'm not worried. I'm thrilled Birds, uh? because Birds, it means uh? the the fucking field is wide open for me to come yeah, in. Yeah, sure. The thing is, it's going to take specific equipment, and I think what's keeping people from doing it is like you basically have to make a new kind of griddle and a new kind of oven for the bun. Like you're going to have to custom bake all these buns because the bun has to be 14 inches wide in right. diameter. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of a big bun. So, uh, and you guys know I like big buns. But <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I think I've... How did, Matt, quick question. Yeah. How does your anaconda feel about this? <laughs> well, I think it's safe to say it doesn't want none. Yeah. <laughs> unless it's got buns, hon. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Nicki Minaj for so, resurrecting that great beat. It's six years, so it's like six, 14 inches. Yeah. Or, yeah, somewhere around there. Like a medium or medium pizza. How, what's, what style of patty are we talking about? Uh, it would have to be pretty thin. I don't want it to. Be, I don't want it to be one of those like big discuss. Like it's it's going to be unwieldy as it is. <laughs> so it has to be on the thinner side. So you're thinking maybe like an in and out, like an in and out type, sure. yes. like a griddle, a thin, griddle cooked. Yep. Yeah. Are we flame? Frame? Flame? Are we frame? Are we? <laughs> Are we going to frame yeah, boil we're gonna, it? We're going to frame this motherfucker. That's how great it's going to be. <laughs> we're going to put it on the wall. Once you frame boil it, you're all, yeah. all set. No, no. We're going to – it's going to be griddle. I, my, By my the other, way, I'm Chris Fairbanks. <laughs> <laughs> my other vision was to – when I, I, when Benihana inevitably goes out of business, hmm. I want to buy all of the Benihanas mm-hmm. and turn that into breakfast restaurants where they make pancakes and eggs at your table for you. Oh, cool. Because I think that's – Amazing. Like, I, sure. I love breakfast restaurants and I love breakfast and I love the experience of having someone make something in front of me. <laughs> so, like, so I've already, I've already want to do that too. And then I was thinking you could do that. That would be a great surface to make uh, a burger za on. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to put like a pizza oven underneath the table so that you're making the, the bun at the same time. I, are you a Benihana's enthusiast? I think I've been there once in my life. I've never been to a Benihana's. Uh, but I know a guy, Seth Olenek, mm. who was the photographer yeah, on yeah. our cruise and, and who did a wonderful uh, book of photographs of comics. Yeah. And Seth is such a Benny Hanna's enthusiast that he has gotten certified as a Benny Hanna's cooker, which apparently is like a level of Benny Hanna's enthusiasm that Benny Hanna's offers. I didn't know that they was possible. They can teach you to do Benny Hanna's tricks wow. so that you can have a party at Benihana's, where you do the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I have the same thing with Shakey's. <laughs> I am uh, licensed to bring out a steam tray filled with mojo <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> you're, you're licensed to cry. Uh-huh, yeah. If I may be Lic- so bold. <laughs> licensed to host a Mexican birthday party. Uh, you're fully certified to go into the meat locker and smoke a jet. <laughs> Are you yeah, allowed to play tur- Cruise in USA? Are you allowed to turn on the heat lamps so that the pizza can sit out all day? Is that- <laughs> no, no, that's a different guy. Oh, <laughs> I don't have that license. Yeah, that is that is high level shit. If I may be so bold, Jesse, can I say you fuck fuck your roller derby dream wow. and make this your new thing? Become the Benny Hanna's guy, so that when you go to whatever fucking seminar you're going to, when they go, well, what's your thing? You can go, well, I am certified to cook at Benny Hanna's. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I know Seth already did it, but pretty good. I have to say. He's in New York. You can be the never, West Coast guy who does it. I've never been to a Benihana's before, um, and I had always – they were on my shit list for being a dumb thing that I would never want to do. Hey, but as soon as I like, heard – Be like the boy, right? Simpsons quote. Yeah. <laughs> we like Roy. <laughs> as, Seniors in the back. As soon as I heard this out of Seth's mouth, I thought, oh, yeah, that's rock solid, Seth. Yeah. Like that is – It's fucking great. That is pretty good. 
Like I would – I'm trying to think of other restaurants that I would want to get certified at, like uh, Ed DeBevix maybe. Uh, be, uh, be rude <laughs> while delivering a milkshake. I want to be certified in, in being mean to people. What's, the, uh, what's the other one of those? Dick's Last Resort? Yeah. Yeah. I Wait, got, is, that, is that a restaurant? I thought that was a comedy club. I think it's the, a restaurant where they're mean to you. I could be wrong. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, definitely Ed DeBevix. I don't know what if those exist anymore. There's yeah, racist so. hot dogs in Chicago. Yeah, what's I think Racist Hot Dogs closed. Oh, yeah, it did. Wiener yeah, Factory? That's true, yeah. yeah. It did? It had to be recently, didn't it? I feel like I saw it. It was relatively recent. Yeah. I mean, it was in the hit film, whatever that fucking movie with Vince Vaughn was called. Yeah. Shit, what was that called? I don't know. Um, racist Hot Dogs. No. Was it the one where he said a lot of the, different stuff? <laughs> he talked fast and seemed very funny. Uh, it was the dilemma. America's favorite smug asshole. It's fun, right? <laughs> yes. We found it. You know what, though? That is although that is correct because uh, – not, not currently. At one point. He, he is very lovable mm-hmm. and yet he is undeniably – Yeah. And I think the man is smug and an asshole as in addition to the characters he plays. Do you right. think uh, Joel McHale qualifies? Whew. He definitely qualifies now, on the will, smug asshole part. I will say this. I've met Joel McHale <laughs> in real life. I'm not trying to brag. It's just the truth. <laughs> Look, I'm a pretty smug about this. But, <laughs> uh, I met Joel McHale and he was very sweet. Uh, he was a very sweet guy and uh, not an asshole at all. Mm-hmm. However, his persona certainly is that of a mm-hmm. smug asshole. And he's been quite successful at it. He mm-hmm. has two successful television programs. Yeah. But I guess he's no Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn isn't – he isn't – is smug really the right word? It's kind of like – Right, because he's not, he's not yeah. high class. You know, I guess maybe some yeah. of those – I guess maybe the guy in Swingers or something. But do like, you think if we gave Vince Vaughn an NPR show, we could tilt the balance? Yes. Yeah, that will do it. Yeah. That's all, it's all, That's all the all juice takes, he right? needs. You know, there you go. Ira Glass is probably America's real favorite smug asshole. <laughs> we weren't originally saying asshole, right? It was but, a he's smug... mo- but he's modest. Yeah, but he he's also – modest to be smug. Uh, his, his stuttering is <laughs> – uh... Ira Glass never holds himself above anybody. Yeah, I think he. I think he does it without even saying it. <laughs> like that's how. That's his. That is his genius. I love. I love Listen American Life. I'm not trying to take him down at all. I just think there is something inherently smug about I every NPR say, host, including you. <laughs> I just want to say, I hate This American Life. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hate Ira Glass. Yeah. Yep. That guy can go fucking suck a lemon. As okay, far as I'm cool. concerned. Nice. If I saw Ira Glass right now, I'd kick him square in the nards. Mm. Be, be, being a successful NPR host, which is that's what you're on the path to achieving, if if you haven't already, you're you're probably more than two thirds of the way there. You have an NPR show, which is <laughs> incredible, uh, and it is gaining success. Just having a show on NPR already qualifies you for this category. You don't have to be anything or do anything. Any personality type will qualify you just because of what you're doing for a living. What if you're just a down home regular Joe like Scott Simon? <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, you have to be – I think if you have an NPR show, you have to be just so fucking chill. You have to be so chill you know, just the, to counteract that. The only know? guys who, who didn't and, – and they went the other direction, click and clack. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, there you go. Those are the only guys that don't come off as smart. <laughs> they come off as a lot of other things. <laughs> OK. We've talked a lot about smug assholes. We were wrapping up the program. Yeah. Matt Belknap is our pal. He's the co-host of Never Not Funny. He's also the co-owner of uh, AST Records, which yep. – 
has lots of great. What are the what are the new hot releases on AST Records, Matt? What do we got? We got uh, Nate, uh, Nate Fridson. That's a great album. Uh, you might have seen him open for the Sklar Brothers if you ever go see those guys. He's amazing. Um, let's see, Dan St. Germain, Max Silvestri. Um, probably forgetting a bunch of others, but we, upcoming in the next, uh, I don't know, six months or so, we're going to have an album from Bob Odenkirk. Hey, cool. pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, very excited about that. And Andy Kindler's first actual CD. Great. Oh, so I that's, that's really Kindler, exciting, Matt. too. I love Andy Kindler so much. Me too. I could watch Andy Kindler, Kindler around for, <laughs> for a three-hour set. Were you, you weren't at the taping, were you? No. This... Jesus, this taping was – by the way, in true Andy Kindler fashion, it will be over a year since the taping by the time the album comes out. <laughs> but the taping was like last December and uh, it was uh, – we did two shows but both were great. But the second one is phenomenal. So great. So oh, exciting. I'm so, I couldn't be more excited about this Andy Kindler business because you couldn't find a bigger Andy Kindler <laughs> fan in America than I. <laughs> yeah, um, he hits the sweet spot. Uh, and, he's, and, of course, Matt is the uh, co-host of Never Not Funny, which is available in your iTunes or your podcast or whatever it is. And uh, I've, I'm uh, glad to say I've been a listener since episode one. Yeah. Um, listen every week. I'm a member of the club where you pay them money to listen to the show. Uh, me Which and you Dave. don't have to do anymore, but you can get another episode every week if you do that. And yep. you get video if you want to watch the show instead of listen. I listen to their show twice a week. Me and Dave Shumka yeah. from Stop Podcasting Yourself. Celebrity fans. <laughs> paying mm-hmm. celebrity fans. Yeah, you guys are up there. Um, you guys, you and Craig Bierko. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Bierko. <laughs> Those are our three celebrity fans. I I love the show. I recommend it to everyone out there. Um, uh, And uh, I guess that's about it for this week's program. Uh, On the boards this week, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. uh, In England, but coming back. Mm. On his way back, our friend Sonny D, Brian Fernandez. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Um, next week's program will be pre-recorded, but all new, mm-hmm. uh, featuring Jordan and I, because Jordan, next week you are going to Burning Man. Yep. I am. So we're going to find out what that's like. Bring your Frisbee. <laughs> Do you think anybody will be playing <laughs> Ultimate Frisbee at Burning Man? Do you think my new, my new skill will, uh, will, uh, will become useful? It'll be, but it'll be a frisbee, you know, made out of human flesh or something. Yeah, it pure, has to be <laughs> pure drugs. <Yeah. laughs> Hashtag JJ Go if you're on mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, a lot of action on the Facebook group lately. A lot of nice likes. You want to know something cool that Jordan's up to or something? You know, get get on that Facebook group. And uh, of course, there's the forum and Reddit forum.maximumfun.org and Reddit.com/r/maximumfun where there is tons of discussion on a given week on Reddit. 60 posts what? talking about this show. 50 posts, 40 posts. You know, God bless them. A number of posts. Dozens on our forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, red, we're full of red hot topics. That's why. We touch We touch a nerve, Matt. I, I hear you, man. You know, Never Not Funny was kind of dormant on Reddit, but someone just resurrected their uh, oh, subreddit. So. Cool. So if you like Never Not Funny and you didn't realize that people are talking about that on Reddit, go uh, check us out. So you want to... So you're coming on my show to plug your social media outlets? Yeah. Well, because you want to go ahead and plug your Pinterest? That one needs a lot of help. Do you want to mention your Pinterest, Matt? You want to go ahead and mention your Pinterest? Oh, What's Pinterest. going on on your imager? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy gifts, man. Yeah, crazy cool. Gifts all day. What do you got on Tumblr? Um, you want to tell me something about what's happening on your 
shit, I ran out. I had one in my head, but I forgot it. Snapchat. Yeah, what are you guys Snapchatting over there? Oh, just, you know. Yeah, never not funny. Picks, picks. What's, your, what's your Instagram? It's instant, man. What's, what's, uh, it's, well, you want to give out Pat Francis's Twitter handle? Sure. It's at, at Batman PFT. That's his email. His, his, his Twitter is Pat underscore Francis, at Pat underscore Francis. Hit him up. Okay. Hmm. We'll talk to you guys next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.